listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. The perseverance of a rebel, I drop heavier levels, is unseen, I heard. A king with words, can't knock the hustle, but I seen street dreams defer. Dark spots in my mind, would a scene occur? Some say I'm too deep, I'm in too deep to sleep. Through me, Muhammad will forever speak. Greek brothers with handshakes and ghetto landscapes, where a man is determined by how much a man make. Cop cognac, spit old raps with young cats with cigarettes in their ear. Niggerish, they appear under the fubu as a guru. That's untapped. Wanna be in a rap race, but ain't ran one lap. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tales podcast. Your host Rod and Karen. We are in the house on a Wednesday. Yes, we are. That's right, y'all. Wednesday, the first Walking Dead of 2016 Wednesday. Yes, it is. The return of day walking recaps. Yes, I'm ready. I've been ready. I'm That's excited. Right. The reason that white people listen all from December to now. Yep, and they tapped out for the rest of the shit. Yeah, or possibly they just now picking it back up. Whichever is fine. Welcome back. Yes, welcome we'll start, back, We'll try to s- sneak in some racial commentary into the review as well. <laughs> That's right. You can't escape it. No, you can't. But yeah, we're back for Walking Dead Wednesdays. Um, of course, uh, you can find this show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podomatic, and uh, RSS Radio, and Podcatcher, and Podcast Addict, and all these other apps. Just search the Blackout Tips on your whatever your favorite preferred podcast app is. I understand Stitcher's still having issues. Yeah, we'll be there. Mm-hmm. The official weapon of the show is... The taser. An unofficial sport. It's bullet ball. A bullet ball extreme. And today's podcast is triple sponsored on the 427th day that Bobby Schmurter is locked up in jail with no bail. Woo-hoo! That's right. Nah, not to Bobby Schmurter being locked up. I'm talking about to the triple sponsors. Oh, well, I, I said triple. I meant double. It's double okay. sponsored. Well, they, well, it don't matter. I, we can do double penetration all right um (laughs) speak for yourself (laughs) the uh first sponsor is of course shadow dog productions um we have an album out with them it's on itunes and amazon just search sunspot and other ratchetness or you can also just put um rod or karen morrow into the search and it'll come up and uh buy the album man it's like eight dollars or something like that i think if you buy it off amazon they get more percentage than if you get it off of apple um mm-hmm. but yeah make sure you get sunspot and other ratchetness and you'll hear people like nick jew on there uh all the people that were on the show before you know john fouts all these people mm-hmm. um and uh it's funny i think you guys will enjoy it it was a lot of fun to record yeah we got to do some voices we got yes, to we you know do a bunch of uh, skits and stuff i think i've improved mm-hmm. <laughs> i've improved a lot right i think a lot of people uh you know enjoy when we take the time out to do that um because it's uh it's fun you know i see i see i think i got a clip here let me see if i can play um one of these clips let's see how about i'll give you like a minute of this that was a wonderful movie it sure was, Dove. I especially like that part where the action hero made that quip about his age in relation to his ability to be all up for this shit. I know, right? Uh, so, um, you want to get some ice cream upstairs? The top floor of this mall has a great ice cream shop. Mm, yeah, sure. 
What's wrong? Mm, nothing. Then why do you keep hesitating? Uh, I'm not hesitating. Yes, you are. So what's up? Hey, you want to take the elevator up? Sure. So, what's up? Look, you're gorgeous. You have a great job. You're not in debt. You get along with your family. You have no problem with me having other friends, even hot female ones. And you don't freak out if I don't answer your text. And, well, you don't collect my hair in the scrapbook. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just wondering when your cray is going to kick in. What? Look, I know you're crazy in some kind of way. I, I'm just wondering when it's going to happen. You know, I've hacked your social media, paid people to follow you around. I even went through your garbage. I just can't find any sign that you're shit-smearing crazy. What? Wow. How dare you? Okay, I'm stepping in right here. Hi. Oh, James, thank God, man. Tell me, uh, wait, were you here in the elevator all along? I mean, where the hell did you come from? I'm like snitches on Sons of Anarchy. I show up when needed. That doesn't answer it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> hi, Dove. My name is James Steele. And I've been hired by your family because you're completely incapable of recognizing when a man you're dating is cray. Hey, so how is this one cray? Wait, what? You see, Dove, this motherfucker done dated so many crazy bitches that he sees them everywhere and will treat you accordingly. Which means he's cray as hell and you need to bounce. Is that why you're slowly backing me out of the elevator while keeping him inside and simultaneously pressing the lobby button? Pretty much. <laughs> no, it works better if you don't point that out. Uh, newbies. Bye, Dove. Hey, uh, call me, uh, you know, when you've dated a bunch of crazy dudes and catch up with me in paranoia, okay? Bye. That won't happen to me, will it? Of course not, baby. Say, you make that suit look good. Since I'm suddenly free, you want to hang out? Uh... <laughs> uh <laughs> No, hell no. Why would I want to hang out with a woman that can't recognize cray people? I bet half of your friends are crazy. Hmm. That would explain why my pets keep disappearing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway, that's a clip. <laughs> you want to hear the rest? Get the album. <laughs> also, I'm sponsored by Bevel. That's right. Bevel is the sponsor for this show they bring you this episode it's the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin i just used it before the show started step up your shave game and be like me say goodbye to razor bumps check out getbevel.com today use code tbgwt you get 20 percent off your first month at getbevel.com that's g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l dot com all right we know what you guys are really here for mm-hmm. you guys are here for episode nine of season six six seasons mm-hmm. how many shows do not make it this far <laughs> shit i many shows don't make it past one <laughs> right a half a season six seasons um of the walking dead called no way out which is dope because that's the name of one of the uh, graphic novels yes sir um which you know of course we we love um mm-hmm. that's what got us addicted to this show in the first place but uh yeah um that's right it's the walking dead
them drums come in feel like somebody on freestyle fabulous Fabulous probably already did it um this one was directed by greg nicotero who's like the big dog on the show Mm -hmm. so when he does an episode you know it's about to pop off the last episode he directed is everybody's like other favorite episode from this season first time again yeah the first episode of uh this season where everybody was like holy shit it just got real right with the quarry and the horn and all that shit Mm -hmm. um so uh yeah he directed this episode was written by seth hoffman uh who also wrote jss just stay was it just stay safe or something like that Mm -hmm. just survive or some shit yeah Um, just survive or something uh but yeah so we got um we got that joint it got a 13.74 rating for the uh mid-season you know return which is down from last year's mid-season return which was coda um so some people were saying like well since it's down that's you know that's bad and it's a result of either it's peaked already uh my personal belief is that it is down because of the way they did the glenn thing yep that's my personal opinion too i think they should have just even if they would have kept it like they did they my personal opinion they fucked up when they dragged it they fucked up by with the walking dead i mean the talking dead they fucked up they they just made it unnecessary and they pissed a lot of people off and the thing is some a lot of people they're like fuck it i'm not coming back yeah you know so i i feel like um we like we got a lot going on right now on the show and you know uh uh, oh wait and when they came back last time it was what's happening what's going on was a the episode that they came back and it was right after beth died Mm -hmm. and then tyrese died that episode yeah Um, because the, the way they did it uh it made a lot of people mad because there were a lot of good episodes but people were so entrenched on what happened to glenn did they chili graped all the episodes they was like if y'all ain't talking about glenn fuck it if y'all ain't talking every single show yeah that's they, what i saw and i was like well then y'all probably not paying attention and you really don't care yeah they pulled that move with glenn in episode three right of this season and when you think about it uh and i remember saying at the time was like yeah that's a real jump the shark type of moment that's a real that's a moment you're not gonna get a lot of fans back from Mm-mm. because i remember at the going by the time they it just felt so contrived and then in the post uh the talking dead when they when they wrapped it up it felt like it was so planned it was just about fucking with the audience it was just about playing with everybody's favorite character and i'm sure they they would say they do it again and all that shit but in general i remember thinking to myself at that moment was like now the show's reached this other territory where it's just they're openly more concerned about fucking with the audience and the feedback and the likes and the clicks and the retweets they get from that right. rather than making the best show possible which right you know to me is what what it should always be about so i knew then that they weren't going to conclude this shit in in any way that was going to be okay like i was right. i figured he was going to be alive because of how they didn't pull their punch like they i mean they pulled their punch they didn't put his name in the credits of people who died they right. did you know like they they had all these teases and stuff they had you know uh producers doing interviews saying that he you know hinting that he might come back in some form or another and all this shit so i felt like the glenn thing was a huge uh a size. moment for the show um to 
to a departure from what the show kind of had been doing um and they didn't conclude that until i want to say week eight i mean episode eight maybe episode seven like we finally got the fate of glenn matter of fact it might have been eight right because they got that that walkie-talkie to end the one uh and then when they came back we got some glenn action i think so it's yeah. like seven or eight so that's a long ass time when you think about it in real time it's like a month a month and a half worth of episodes before people get a conclusion to the storyline and a lot of people were just worn out i remember watching so many movies so many episodes that i actually liked but when you look at people's review of the episodes and right. how they talk about it online they were like where's glenn that's all i care about i want glenn you know so um yeah and people fussed and they fell out with each other and yeah there's a know, lot of that right so for a lot of people they they got to the point where they would say fuck you in this show i'm gonna stick around because i enjoyed the show um i'm to the point to where it is what it is and i'm just to that point i was like if glenn was alive i was watching but but it's just me if glenn was dead i was watching but that's just me but for a lot of people um, i mean they lost 15 percent you know the ratings or whatever that's a big number yes that is you know it's not something you can just sneeze at and Mm -mm. um you know it's and it's to me it's the direct result of how that was handled not even just that the storyline did it but how it was handled where you pissed off your audience you know who knows if those people come back or not you know but um because i think they missed an excellent episode last night but still you know people um i think people are just starting to get tired of that and you know this is just an example of it um so yeah episode no way out uh this episode starts with the uh solving the previous cliffhanger but my favorite thing about the episode is that it kind of gets back into everybody's story and bringing all the group back together Mm -hmm. karen what was your overall um your overall uh reception or review of this episode as far as did you like it or not i loved it yep yeah well you know critical reception on wikipedia said the episode received critical acclaim it holds a 96 percent positive rating with an average score 8.2 out of 10 on the review aggregator on rotten tomatoes so people in general loved it yeah it, it, it was a very well written well acted i really this has got to be one up up there and like one of my favorite episodes like that we've seen so far it's definitely within the top five it's one of my favorite episodes and because it took some stuff from the comics and knocked it out of the park yes it did i was just blown away so like i couldn't even um you know i like even knowing some of the stuff was coming you just you know with the show being different from the comics sometimes i expect them to pull punches and stuff like okay well this thing will be really difficult to pull off in real life and there's things that have happened on the comic that they've been like oh we shouldn't have done that so we're not going to do it on the show right and i thought we were going to get some of that and we did not Mm -hmm. they didn't pull any punches so let's get right into it um with the recap we'll go scene by scene uh so this started with where we left off now if you guys remember what exactly where we left off we actually left off with sam saying mom mom in a fucking horde full of zombies while they were dressed in zombie guts trying to uh pretend that uh they were you know zombies and just walk through this whole herd of zombies without dying now we didn't start there where Mm -hmm. we actually started was where we left off after the credits uh if you stuck around right which was they do it within the um the other show that come on after it yes uh which was stupid but go ahead badlands right they did it 10 minutes in the badlands um it was uh daryl sasha 
and abe driving in a tanker back to alexandria they get pulled over basically by a bunch of guys who are standing in the middle of the road on their motorcycles basically you know and they're just they all got weapons and they forced them out of the truck and they basically introduced them to the fact that there's a guy named negan and he's gonna take all their shit and you know we get to find out okay what is who is negan what does he want that's basically how we ended right episode eight so we come back to episode nine and we're right there we're at that moment it's them getting out of the truck and it's the guy who you know with the motorcycle gang going hey um we we want your shit right so they get out the car out the truck and the guy says basically if you guys can get a tanker full of food fuel full of fuel um you guys are gonna be valuable assets to negan which i'll enjoy i i took a lot from that statement because it basically is saying negan's not like the wolves you know he's not he's not an anarchist he's not a uh he's you know he's not a guy who just wipes out your shit takes all your stuff kills everybody and bounces like he's a guy that apparently has some level of chain of command because this wasn't negan talking to them it was his underling true you know and it seemed like this wasn't the first time they've done this they Mm -hmm. must do this all the time yep um the the fact that um they that you know they were saying like you guys could be of use so we're you know you guys might be people that negan wants to know that and i guess he feel like if you're taking this much gas you're going somewhere like wherever you're going has some shit that you deem valuable well yes that too you know um so uh basically they tell him the plan is um we're gonna take your weapons we're gonna search your stuff and take your stuff then we're gonna follow you guys back to wherever you're from and we're gonna you know we're gonna see what what that looks like and what resources you have there um so uh basically they said give us your weapons their hands is crossbow over pretty easily um the uh sasha gives up her gun mm-hmm. abe doesn't want to give up his gun right away mm-hmm. he got that army uniform on right abe's dressed, still dressed in that dead man's army <laughs> right. uniform gi joe chilling you know uh in his army blues mm-hmm. dress blues and um the guy's like uh he had a really good line here he goes um if you have to eat shit best not to nibble bite chew swallow repeat goes quicker uh basically saying hand me your motherfucker run me your gun real fast because this will be over the the fact the more you cooperate the quick faster this will be over you know but y'all like it's seven oh it's eight of us it's three of you we have weapons you're not getting out of this unscathed uh give up your shit um so uh sasha asked who are you people and the guy basically says don't ask us no fucking questions y'all got i get that y'all got questions but we the ones with the guns we asking the questions um and then they asked them all right now we got your guns run your shit and they're like we don't have anything they were like "Mm, we gonna run your pockets fool right and i was thinking like oh yeah they don't have anything i mean they're in a fucking truck you know and the guy's like they literally didn't have anything yeah he was like we're gonna search and we'll find you know like y'all making this difficult i told y'all to eat swallow repeat you know like hurry up like let's do this shit um 
so they send one guy with a weapon and daryl behind the tanker to search the tanker and see what else they got in there mm-hmm. um and if y'all remember from uh episode eight i mean not eight episode like seven or something what whichever episode it was where um daryl and and crew um you know daryl gets lost in the woods with the hippies and all that right. shit um they do have shit worth stealing yeah you know and i this is the thing i had forgot about me that. too i have forgot about that because i i remember uh uh like you probably gonna spin it on but yeah. i remember abe was had got that uh well we'll get to that i don't okay. want to ruin a surprise for those who don't watch the show okay, no, not everybody bad. watches but but they had shit worth stealing right um so while they're back there you know breaking into the 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 tanker and uh the tanker truck and taking all the valuables out of it we're to assume um right while they're doing that the guy that has been asking questions who now has everybody's weapons is out there you know basically watching um abe and sasha make sure they don't do anything and abe ask a question um and the guys sasha asked first sasha no sasha asked who are you people and he told her not to ask any more questions okay okay so this is after that okay go ahead yeah and then so you know abe asked another question i can't remember what his question was it was like you know probably some stupid shit but um what you want or something like that yeah yeah you know and so um the guy goes well i told you not to ask any questions he said now normally when we start these little interactions off what i do is i kill somebody right away and then that lets everybody know i mean business and he's like but i told you not to ask any question and what does this ginger do so that's that and he goes to pull his gun out on abe and gets ready to shoot him and sasha says wait wait and abe says shut up to sasha right he looked at her like what what's happening here i think he was just looking like i'm dead don't you talk and then you get killed too right and he says uh she says i'm talking to the man and i said all oh, first couples fight uh, oh he asked who's negan yeah who's negan yeah that's what it was so he says uh the guy on the bike motorcycle goes um he pulls another gun out puts it on sasha and then he thinks about it for a second he goes i'm not gonna kill you and he puts both guns down then he goes wait wait you know what yes i am and right as he says that all the motorcycles explode <laughs> with no explanations i was like what the fuck happened i and mean I just in flames. they explode like a motherfucking uh nuke was dropped on them or something yeah, out of nowhere too and daryl comes from around the corner of the tanker and he's holding the rpg that they found when abe learned patience and was able to get that rpg off of that one walker that was uh that was in the military that was stuck on the fence Mm -hmm. so that that lesson saved their motherfucking lives Mm -hmm. um so that it was so wild to see that shit happen because the real mvp right and then daryl comes around and he's been stabbed in the shoulder so it must have been like some level of a of a fight. a fight back there or right. something but, but you couldn't see it probably because of the size of the tank and you couldn't hear it 
you know like whatever was happening up front kept you distracted but you must have killed him real real silent back there (laughs) and i mean it's daryl so i believe he could do it somebody was like how do you kill him without making noise i said it's fucking daryl right he goddamn can 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 hunt you off of a, a grass uh so he'll find your ass. Daryl been a lot. Daryl been alive five and a half seasons. The fuck kind of explanation you need? He basically right. storm shadow. Right. He they be sneaking up on people and killing them forever. Yeah. So Daryl yeah. like half a ninja at this point. Yes, he is. Fuck you talking about some? Why wasn't he making noise? Oh, that that's that's where you draw the line at the realism. That's where you draw the line <laughs> in the zombie show. <laughs> now if you'd have been somebody else, I might have questioned it, but not him. Yeah, and he took a knife. That mean he got stabbed and didn't even make no sound right he probably just grunting and kept it pushing so uh daryl comes and he's like the, nigga i eat snakes for dinner i don't care about killing nobody right he probably saw merle in his vision and then knew to kill that dude right um my favorite thing though is he comes around the corner with this rocket launcher still smoking and uh he looks so <laughs> casual he looks at the rocket launcher like you look at a tasty drink after you drink it you know how you take something tasty you always have to look at the can like mm, what was this again oh sun kiss you know whatever like he looked at the rocket launcher like oh okay this shit pretty cool um and he said uh when he when you could see the cut he said son of a bitch was tougher than he looked and uh sasha said did he cut you he said a little what a bunch of assholes <laughs> and then and then she said we need to get you back and get you uh stitched up and he's like yeah uh and they get back in the car and then right as they're getting in the uh in the truck um abe looks back and goes nibble on that (laughs) (laughs) oh and the key to the show is once again no matter how they look no matter how diverse they look and age variance and all this shit rick's crew killer machine are the toughest motherfuckers in the game right three three of them against eight dudes who had to drop on them armed with guns and motorcycles and who survives three of them and the only thing it cost was a flesh wound to daryl that's it god damn they're amazing yes they are they like we've been doing this for a long time we have survived now we cut back to an actual like this is a legitimate reason to get angry moment Uh rick and crew all holding hands walking through a herd of zombies walking over to a bush where they can congregate and come up with a plan right the reason that this is fucked up is we know when they last ended episode eight sam was going mom mom that's where the season ended that's some bullshit man it is no way around it it's the second time it's to me it's the same as filming um filming glenn falling one way and the zombies being on top of him look like they eating his guts and then when you come back you actually just move his entire body change the way he fell everything the way he landed change where you know how close he is to the garbage thing and you just turn it into um glenn uh glenn is 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 now in a situation where you could have seen that like if they would have showed it this way in the first time you would have been like oh okay he could crawl up under there but the way they filmed it the, the first time it would look like it was impossible they come back and they're like oh no we just filmed it a totally different way well that's what happened with this situation in my opinion yes. sam was he was fucking up and the zombies were about to notice and he was yelling out loud mom mom and they come back and they're just like okay that never happened 
right right so that part that congregation part that should have happened last episode right like if you want to do it right that should have happened last episode and then you could have filmed moving forward right they could have just put that in the preview for season for the second half of the season right you know if that if your thing was we want to show people that you know sans a liability they could have just put it into like a preview for this season you didn't have to end with that cliffhanger because because that's not how it happened when we came back it wasn't even like a daydream or something where you could say like oh this is what happened in sam's head but what really happened was something else right because i thought when we was getting back to the crew that's what we were going to pick up at him talking but like you said in fact we got a pit stop i was like what the fuck is this all right instead they walked around the corner and had a whole ass fucking conference call right right around hundreds of zombies (laughs) they rented an office and came up with an agenda right Um, and and they uh he said his mama name so long it got dark yeah so they they um they gave they like had a talk basically a powwow and rick was like okay we can't make it to the armory because there's too many of these motherfucking zombies so what we're gonna do is we gonna head to the quarry because all our vehicles are there we're gonna get in the vehicles and then we're gonna come back and lead the zombies away and the uh crew jesse realized what about judith she ain't gonna make it all the way like we made it out the house without her crying and shit right you know with carl holding her but the odds of us making it all the way to the quarry and back without her crying or anything is just extremely low right because she's still a baby correct but judith judith so woke she wasn't even crying in the z oh, oh she like a champ she like i know what's going on so gabe volunteered to take care of the baby and i said that's good because you know gabe protecting that baby helps him keep get back in rick's good graces and stay there yep um, and, and another black babysitter that's all she knows right black babysitters right gabe you know you know she ain't scared of no no black people because no. judith only been raised by black people that's it michonne tyrese now gabe like she just love black people um so yeah so gabe volunteers to take the baby to the church and he he he's like trust me i can do this and rick trust him with the baby and then gabe he does looked terrified he will he looked like who rick like do i really really want to do this but he was right. like fuck i don't have because the way person but then he know he didn't have a choice right so he gave the baby to gabe and gabe actually did make it to the church you know so that was that was dope um they were all jesse was like now sam you need to go to the church too and sam was adamant that he could keep going yeah sam said i could do it he said it more than once he was like i can do this and his face was very serious and it made me forget that this little nigga has stood up stayed in the attic for the last six weeks right right like i was like okay man okay sam i'll see you dog he been looking petrified right and and his mom pretty much didn't have a choice you know because you know it's like what are you gonna make have a tantrum with him a fight right now it's like okay yes you can come you said you can handle it you better be able to handle it you know and he's like i can do it and um you know jesse just didn't you know she it seemed to me like she really believed him all right and there's a difference between this baby and carl at that age like that like that like they're they're, it's not the same age Mm. like carl probably could have handled it yeah well carl didn't grow up in an abusive home and shit either that's true too you know like these kids ron and sam have an uphill battle 
yeah you know abusive home no intervention everybody in town knew it you know it's weird um so uh after they break the huddle you know break yeah <laughs> had their coffees in, in duncan ready um after they break the huddle um you know with the plan they cut to in the business meeting mm-hmm. they cut to tara um who was arguing with rosita Mm-hmm. and if you guys remember it, tara rosita and eugene had yep. all walked it into the basically post fight scene of morgan versus carol yes and uh it was the wolf taking denise hostage so we're back in that scene of course the wolf has gone he's absconded with denise mm-hmm. um and tara that's denise is her her new boo yes she is so okay. tara was super pressed about getting some denise she's like Mm-mm, no it's not a whole lot of snatch out here in the z park this is some needle in a haystack shit is not too many people that is out and open about it i need to get my girl back tonight All right she was like it won't matter because you're going to fucking die right rosita was like yeah rosita said you it doesn't matter tara was like i want to go get her rosita was like we got one gun right. it's a ton of zombies we can't go out there use your common sense yeah and tara was upset but she understood that they really didn't have a choice um carol wakes up with her post-concussion syndrome and is immediately like give me a gun uh, like a like a champ she said give me the gun and i'll i'll go scout the building and make sure no no other surprises are in here uh because you know she's still low-key mad at morgan mm-hmm. and she's like you better not have no more fucking hostage situations brewing up in this bitch who knows what other people you you, you say right right and morgan's still unconscious at the moment carol uh i'm surprised she didn't fuck him up yeah and morgan wakes up realizing how badly he fucked up they tell him the wolf took denise and you know he looks a little bit sorry but i mean he also is just waking up from being knocked out um so um we cut from there to um the church well no a church not the church that that is in alexandria there's another church beyond the walls in whatever the subdivision or something Mm -hmm. and edith and glenn are up in this church that church first of all the front doors were wide open yeah secondly that church was nice as shit Mm -hmm. i just kept thinking like who was staying there cleaning the church every week you know it's outside the fence you know what i mean who goes here like nobody went through it everybody passed by it yeah that was that was extremely that was weird that was like the cleanest church ever but ever there wasn't even a hymn book out of place right a pew went kicked over no mlk fans nothing right so um they roll up in this nice ass church where i guess alexander had two churches you know apparently so i know uh glenn gonna be looking at i mean gabe gonna be looking at that church wanting to move in uh-huh. he might be a prosperity teacher now i don't know um but yeah so he uh there was a uh, some you know signage in the church as there always is on this show you know the show has to be so overt with its messages right. and one of them said faith without works is dead and enid took some time to look at that and she was completely like you know 
it like not just looking at it like glenn was trying to talk to her and she couldn't hear him because she was looking at it so hard and i remember they did this before last season when they went into the church in gabe's church and everybody right. looked at different scriptures and everyone got a different message for their character correct um now this one what do you think faith without works is dead meant to eat uh to eat it it was like she had to do something because you know her whole thing was just survive mm-hmm and you know just look at for yourself and glenn had been kind of getting on her like hey dog uh we're family you know you can't just be looking out for you and she was very pessimistic pessimistic yes mm-hmm. and so glenn you know been kind of reaching out and be like hey you know we can do this together and da 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 so she was like well hey i got to do something because right now she's at the point where she basically had no faith in humanity she had no faith that uh people uh were kind people gonna look out for each other that's why she left in the first place because she was just like i survived on my own i did fine on my own and so i think for the first time she realized that she needed to be kind of in a group or a pack okay yeah i felt like um it was like a call to action for her yeah like i need to do something i can't just be uh saying talking to talk and and sitting around um like i've let a lot of people down by not helping them running away i need to have some actions to save people from now on and i think glenn was very inspirational to her in his speeches from last season yep and i mean last you know first half of the season and i think she was just like okay i'm down let's do it and glenn's looking through bibles for guns and he's asking her to look for things to that they can use to climb to grab maggie with because maggie's stuck on the scaffold mm-hmm. um with a bunch of zombies underneath her and it's rocking and it's like they're racing against the clock basically um so um the uh so yeah so glenn basically gives her that another pep talk about the people who motivate him and he says you know you know it's it's it's, it's all the people that have died his parents her show all this stuff and he asked who are they who are they to you and she said my parents and he said as long as we're alive they're still here because last season he last episode or whatever he had told her that you know not to give up Mm -hmm. and that basically if we don't give up then it's like the people who loved us that we watched die they're still alive through us but i was like even his parents are whack so maybe we want them to die um and then glenn gave the speech and was about to leave by himself and enid was like but you just told me all this shit you said we was a team now you're leaving me i don't understand yeah and 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 i was like the thing i realized about glenn is in his own way he's as stubborn as rick yeah like you know rick is trigger happy i already made my mind up about everybody and everything and i know all the shit and you know i won't to love kanye like i love kanye you know ah. like he's just extremely <laughs> egotistic yes he is uh, egotistical and all this shit but in a way if you think about it glenn is the same way he's put the knees of himself in this code of not killing above the group several times yeah he basically almost let himself die to prove that he wasn't gonna kill this dude because mm-hmm. he just won't do it uh, a lot of times he puts the group in a bad situation when he tries to help people and he you know puts him himself as maggie's husband he puts himself in a bad situation for maggie and all this shit you know um yeah like a whole season a whole half a season was just him 
uh being conceited about himself trying to get to her yeah he's always been a badass because it is amazing that he's able to do these things while you know in a situation where you really need to stop helping people all he does is help people but it's also a detriment to the group in my opinion you know um but you know and i can't i realized that because people were like is he an impossible white man and shit but we'll get to that he's not an impossible white man for Mm -hmm. those asking um so yeah he does you gotta kill people to be impossible white man Mm, he's only kill zombies don't count so uh we keep cutting back and forth the whole time to wolf dude talking to denise who is looking like the third little pig <laughs> yes and she, is she was so, sweating she was not having it the imagery of a wolf and a pig was so real yes it was and uh it was weird because the wolf dude's teeth were done i think they were dressed by kanye west's fall line yeah oh they were terrible bunch of dark colors with holes in them and shit uh so old, wolves don't brush their teeth yeah uh but old meth mouth the wolf was trying to get denise to change which make which begs the question because i had i remember thinking this last year was like well if they just run up in places and kill everybody how the fuck does the group grow but i guess they take certain people hostage or whatever and then they add them to the group they teach them that cult way of life and then it's like now you're a wolf too right and that seems to be the designs that he had on denise was that he was gonna take her somewhere and like teach her to be a wolf as well right um he figured out she was valuable to the group because she was a doctor exactly um so uh we cut to the the um the group in the ponchos with the zombie blood on them you know rick michonne mm-hmm. jesse ron sam and uh carl um and they're walking holding hands trying to get to the quarry yep and that was a long ass walk what they do do a half a marathon to get there yeah and everybody's holding hands and moving slowly you know and they're walking and sam starts hearing carol's voice in his head because she had told like you and you brought this up you was like she's saying shit to him but nobody is really explaining anything to him and when she i i think i I don't remember i think she may have when he was upstairs and she was downstairs she was answering his questions but she she didn't really have time to explain and then it was the other time she threatened him Mm mm-hmm yeah and and they and they, they cut back to when they threatened him but but yeah, I brought it up last season when she went up to uh, to the house or whatever, mm-hmm. and he was trying to get him to come out, come down, and she she said shit to him without any real explanation. Yep. And it and it you know it's like he's a kid; he's not of the age where you can just decipher say that shit. But here's a clip of her threatening him. By the way, what are you doing? Sam, what are you doing here? Followed you. I was hoping you are going to make more cookies, but then you came here. Well, I could make more. I could make a whole batch just for you. Would you like that? Yes. I mean, yes, please. Okay. But you've got to promise me you can keep it secret that I came here. But I'd have to tell my mom. I mean, I tell my mom everything. You can never tell anyone, especially your mom. 
Because if you do, one morning you'll wake up and you won't be in your bed. Where will I be? You'll be outside the walls, far, far away, tied to a tree. And you'll scream and scream because you'll be so afraid. No one will come to help because no one will hear you. Well, something will hear you. The monsters will come. The ones out there when they come for you and they will tear you apart and eat you up all while you're still alive all while you can still feel it and then afterwards no one will ever know what happened to you or you can promise not to ever tell anyone what you saw here, and then nothing will happen. And you'll get cookies. <coughs> Lots of cookies. I know what I think you should do. <laughs> <laughs> what they think about that, that little boy? I love his scared face. Is off the chain because doing that, you can hear him breathing. She scared that little boy shitless. He definitely peed in his pants. Oh, you know he peed. Well, speaking of peeing in the pants, as they were walking, he starts hearing Carol's voice as he's looking at the zombies. Right. And it's all the, the monsters will get you and you'll scream and nobody, like it was like that. And he finally cracks when he sees a little boy about his age. Right that's a zombie just walking and he stops walking and jesse says come on you gotta keep walking and he says he wants to but he can't jesse's trying to talk to him and she's talking kind of loud yes she is she wasn't even whispering and now they're in the middle of the herd so it's not like earlier when they were around the bush and michonne had everybody's back and she was making sure no zombies got close this is just them sitting around in the middle of a herd and her going come on sam we have to go you know right and, and the thing is like you said you're in the pack so you're gonna draw attention they're gonna hear you talking yeah so jesse starts talking to sam right away but you know it didn't work Mm-mm. um sam can't stop panicking and basically she takes uh uh she while she's talking to sam and he's crying uh three zombies just fucking swoop up on sam because they was like hey hey i don't think you belong here right and like they didn't just swoop up on him one of them bit the top of his head like a motherfucking milk dud <laughs> they got a hold of his ass like they enjoyed sam i mean <laughs> yes, just they full, did. he was he was seasoned with cookies <laughs> he was sweet and everything delicious sweet boy uh so they start they start eating on him and jesse of course is watching her son die by zombies right two feet away from her right which is something that she has never you know she like she's seen people get attacked but not the ones you love because see rick and all them have seen loved ones die 
I think that's the first time like she's seen a loved one die in that manner. And understandably, she starts yelling. Right, which draws them to her. She screams at the top of her lungs. I was like, oh, you ain't going to last. Well, she's holding uh, Carl's hand. Yes, she is. And she's dying while holding Carl's hand, just yelling or whatever. Right, because she probably clenched it out of fear. Mm -hmm. And the zombies are eating her. They descended on her. And Rick is having flashbacks in his mind to Jesse's smile and Jesse's face and all this shit. Now, I will say this. I did not give a fuck. Now, why I didn't give a fuck? Like, I didn't give a fuck about the montage of flashbacks because I'd never felt the romantic chemistry that i think other people were supposed we were supposed to feel for jesse right and it's not because i'm one of those jesse haters like mm-hmm. some of you broken broken people who hate jesse um it wasn't because of that i mean it sucks that she died as a person mm-hmm. but i the, the idea of because her and rick were meant to be just never crossed my mind mm-hmm. uh, and if you think about it we didn't really get that much of jesse and rick as a relationship we got a lot of rick wanting jesse and acting really stupidly and cavemanish about it right but we never really got this like this i never in my opinion felt like we got a relationship where they were working on something together you know everything about it felt kind of forced and and not earned in my opinion right and i think that's what they were kind of quote-unquote betting on who um the writers because it's one of- i don't think they were you don't think they were because you know it's one of those things where kind of the traditional you know man wants woman man goes get woman you know type of thing and you're yeah i mean to wait what, when you say in love. when you say what they were betting on was what what do you think what were they betting on oh that we was just supposed to uh care and oh, understand okay. Okay. I agree. the relationship because like i said traditional rick seeing woman rick want woman rick go get woman. yeah yeah, yeah. Woman I, my bad I, mis- I, I misunderstood you i thought you meant the writers thought we were gonna bank on uh not feeling anything you're right oh, no, I, no, no, no. I think they really thought we would feel something because it was two heterosexual right. white people that it were being the together world, so everything is kind of fast forward yeah but he always felt stalkery and like right. he was trying to creep on a man's wife mm-hmm. and that scene where jesse and the dude are walking together he doesn't even know the guy's abusive or anything and he's holding his gun watching them walk down to like i don't know if that was an editing problem or something but it just never resonated with me rick always felt out of place and even after he quote unquote saved her from her husband it still felt like he should have not made that move on her like that was still no. the wrong thing to do and it wasn't earned i'm I maybe just has yeah, me that relationship yeah. just was not earned and it was a period of time where she was like i'm not fucking with you i don't want your dick going somewhere else with it yeah he wanted to like raise her sons and shit it was just right. like i don't know if he just wanted the family that yeah. he did he never got to have with uh Lori or what but I, 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 even I, that they didn't really put into the, they didn't they never were explicit about that in the plot i think so because uh, when they first got there and they were moving into homes, Rick was like, yeah, we wanted homes like this, but we could never afford right. it and shit like that. So, yeah, that's what they were kind of, quote, unquote, banking on you picking up on. Um, so Rick's face was sad, but it was like a controlled, like, I've seen shit before and 
this is unfortunate but i can't be but so sad right because it's just this sucks loss is a part of this world now but i can't yell out in a bunch of group of zombies i'll be dead too so he had to watch her die right. then he saw carl couldn't get free so he had to take a hatchet and chop her hand off right um as it was attached to carl like he basically disarmed her you know right because she basically had a quote-unquote death grip on carl yeah she was losing her grip so ah that group was tight you gotta hand it to you gotta hand it to uh rick for doing that (laughs) yeah you do but um i don't know i know these jokes are hacky but (laughs) yes they are cut her hand off and Uh, um, i guess she didn't make the cut i guess she did not make the cut um and uh (laughs) he cut her hand off and um ron when he does this carl falls to the ground and the gun that he took from ron falls onto the ground as well mm-hmm. ron picks up the gun and he points it at carl and he says you you like clearly the subtext he blames carl for all this his family dying everything you know which is which is really unfortunate yeah because the whole time i was like nigga do you not know that you're in a situation where everybody you you basically are like fuck it we all gonna die today and it's like you really gonna do this right here right now you you pick this moment right like he really couldn't help himself he is like he had to fucking uh but that's a teenager for you don't be fucking thinking right and all i can hear ron had that gun dog and i said the day of reckoning is upon us he was he was ready to make his move pointed at carl saying you you yeah he was like y'all already showed me not to be scared and then yeah fucking rick had trained him how to shoot yes he had because he would have shot i think he would have shot him before uh the breakout uh because he was basically walking up behind Carl with the gun. Then he just shot him, but everything, you know, went to hell in the handbasket, so he couldn't do it then. Right. And, uh, yeah, so he used the training Rick gave him, got ready to shoot Carl, and then a sword went through his spine. I did not see that coming. He Michonne took- killed that nigga from behind, y'all. Oh, he took an L. She was like, you will not kill that little boy right there. And when he got shot, because, you know, that's, that's, that's Michonne's baby now. Right. When, when he got shot, he he was like you know reflexively he let off a couple of shots errantly like as you know as he was stabbed getting stabbed through the back right um because he probably clinched yeah yeah well i think he was already gonna shoot anyway but anyway so he he you know it's like stabs pop 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 you know but he's like shooting all over the place not really uh aiming right. aiming at anything because he's dying michonne kills him and you know she makes eye contact with rick and it's like rick's kind of coming out of his days of watching jesse die in front of him right he's like my poor dick and <laughs> it's dry again right he's, he's holding a funeral for his nuts at the moment ah and then we hear out of corn like kind of out the side you hear dad and he looks over at carl and carl turns and 
half of his face is gone oh yes. nigga got shot in the eye oh yeah. got shot in the eye dog and oh they did a wonderful job with that makeup because that shit looked real i was like holy shit oh man nigga ain't had no eye dog oh, that shit look disgusting oh that was the scariest grossest shit oh and he was bleeding yeah. all down the side of his face yes, and it, it looked was. just like the comic book yeah it did oh such a great job yeah, man by the can, makeup people right, and you everything. can actually see the bullet had like lodged in his eye like 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 if you really took took a good look i was like holy shit. i have no idea how they're gonna keep that up for the rest of the season like what they're gonna do to like special like i guess put an eye patch and a hat and some makeup or something they're gonna but, have to yeah but it looks so real and he passes out right then and i'm like he only got one eye. <laughs> yeah, Fetty Carl. Yeah. <laughs> got a little Fetty Carl now, dog. Yeah, baby. That's what I'm talking about. 1738, dog. We back. Let's go, Carl. Yeah, Carl is a beast. But yeah, at the moment, I was just thinking he gonna die. So he got shot in the eye. Right. And it looked real bad. It looked bad. Uh, as soon as he hit the ground, his dad picked him up. Michonne got, took the lead with her sword, started chopping a path through the zombies towards the infirmary. Mm-hmm. I mean, Michelle, Michonne is bae. She immediately got right into formation. Oh, she was like, oh, my baby been shot. Right. We, we going, we going somewhere. Okay, now Rick, let's get into formation. Um, so they, she proved that they had some coordination and, they start running towards the infirmary um the wolf heard the gunshots and the scream and everything and he's with denise and he says someone thought they could put up a fight uh i guess you all did and she says we did put up a fight that's why your friends are dead <laughs> that's true denise bars i'm like finally she got something to say back it's you know I, I, i've been waiting for her to say something yeah it looked like she is trapped in the houses and all they he, he huffed and puffed and blew the other two down yeah and it seems like at this point she's realizing he wants her alive right. to take care of him or something but you know she finally got the courage to say something mm-hmm. um so he told her we're gonna wait for a path through the zombies we're gonna run up to this uh rampart on the wall and then we're gonna jump over um they go to execute this plan except the wolf hasn't planned on one thing one contingency that we all know from watching the show denise is from alexandria and she of course made a beeline to the nearest zombie in an attempt to get bit because that that's what they do superpower of alexandrians they draw them like if i meet somebody from alexandria virginia i know that that person is gonna run right into zombies they're bringing them with them no no, we can't hang they are basically like the trout that swim upstream (laughs) uh oh is it salmon whatever the fish that swim upstream where the bears are just waiting like mm, free fish you know as they mate you know (laughs) so she just ran right to a zombie the wolf dude goes against every fucking thing he has taught uh denise and everything that he says he stands for and all the fucking monologues he's given and he turns around and goes to save denise and gets bitten yep i think that's because he was like she's valuable i can't let her die 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It could be that Morgan got to him. Yeah, yeah, he might have. He truly may have had a change of heart. I don't know. It, it'll bother me forever because we'll never know. Mm-hmm. But he, he gets bit. bit. He gets bit. And Denise says, I can still save you, but you need to take, we need to go to the infirmary. And he's like, you know, okay, I guess, you know, like what else am I going to do? Die? So now they got a new plan. Denise and him are going to the infirmary, which is convenient because, hey, that's where Rick's headed with Carl, and it would be nice if a doctor was in the house. Right. Um, but I like the way Denise said it. She didn't sound too confident that she could save him, but yeah, he like, didn't I have try. a choice. He didn't have a choice. Um, but yeah, um, uh, Morgan comes and sees Carol, who's now in the attic of this house, mm-hmm. looking out the window Mad. at all the shit that's going down in Alexandria and all the, you know, all the death and zombies. Mm-hmm. And he told her, I didn't want to hurt anybody, just wanted to stop. And she stopped him in the middle of the sentence and said, you saved him for you, not us. Right, because if you'd have saved him for us, you would have fucking killed him. Yeah, you didn't, like, you didn't kill that wolf because you're selfish in your own way. Your code of let live and let live is actually getting people killed. And that's your fault. Like, if something happens to Denise, it's on you and nobody else but you and then while she was thinking about it she says and the thing is she's looking off in the in the distance with her back to him while she says this mm-hmm. and she says i should have killed you oh and I, she meant that i should have and then they linger for a second and then morgan says you can't and then turns around and walks away i was like i wouldn't bet bitch what does he really mean by that that you can't because i i'm proficient with this bow staff or just that you can't because it's against your code and you would never kill me or because a group would do kick you out or something like what does that mean you can't what did you take from that that's a good one i think it's just one of those things where he's he's kind of been talking to carol and getting on carol ever since they went through and carol like you know kind of cleaned the city out the first time and you know she sat down and she cried and shit like that he's like you have a heart you have compassion and you know he basically tell her you really don't want to kill these people well what's funny is that he's been saying that about carol he's been wrong yeah he's been saying that shit the whole time like and maybe she broke down at the end of that one episode when they killed them wolves right but real talk i just feel like he's wrong this is the new the new carol is, is carol uh, yeah like it's just not you know she, she ain't him it's not an no act games. she's really killed people she's carol the ninja at this point yes yeah, she is she's uh uh snake eyes yeah and it's is. a wrap for the whole the old you know like the cooking cookie the cookie cooking carol ha say that three times fast the cookie cooking carol is a fucking um figment of everybody's imagination it is she could put on an act but she will fuck you up right so i don't know what he means by that but he better hope she don't try him because she will come on now she'll fuck you up with a parent knife don't mess with her right um so uh they get to the infirmary because uh denise and the wolf have this plan and they're like we're gonna open up the garage we're gonna run into the infirmary real quick which is funny because even as she's running denise was just power walking it wasn't even running (laughs) it was a very brisk walk she went about to run yeah denise is hilarious to me uh so yeah they she power walks over to the infirmary um and they see uh heath aaron and i think spencer were sitting inside of this um 
maybe it was aaron's husband lover whatever i'm, I'm not sure who the, I, it might have been spencer it might not but they were looking out the window and they apparently were in the infirmary or whatever and they see um carl being carried by rick right with michonne in front and they realized okay they're coming here and they said was carl bitten and she said and then denise gets ready to go into her panic attack mode that she does whenever there's a medical emergency and she's in over her head yeah but go back carl shot that dude oh yeah my bad yeah the wolf yeah you're right the wolf as denise and the wolf are headed back to the infirmary to get his arm worked on Mm -hmm. uh he says come on let's go and then carol shoots him through the back yeah she get him a two-piece because she up on the balcony looking out she was like "Mm, boom boom yeah that was dope because i was like he did all that shit for nothing right she was like no no you 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 won't get in here he might have let you go but not me nigga yeah i know that made her clit hard killing that motherfucker right because she was like you're the reason why she's out there in the first place well not just nah morgan's the reason oh yeah as far as she concerned but i know she loved spoiling morgan's fucking kumbaya bullshit Mm -hmm. like nope i killed him he dead he'll never be redeemed fuck you (laughs) yes um so she shoots that dude um they go into the infirmary rick is you know hands over carl to get his eye worked on and shit there's nothing he can do Mm -mm. he's standing there watching michonne's holding carl steady um rick's just you know fucking going bananas inside um you know uh and rick just takes his machete and walks out the door that's it and they go to commercial (laughs) uh (laughs) and we come back and rick is fucking them zombies up dog by himself like this like he went army he went Steph Curry on them zombies. I ah, mean, in front of free throw, line. unstoppable, <laughs> unstoppable, dog. Just the the zombie fucking street. He's on just, fire. Yeah, he was he was re- fucking diggless, uh with the zombies he was killing. He was alleying up, by cross, crossing over, dunking, and it was so many that Michonne was like, "I want to get out here and help." And Denise had to remind her, like, "This is his son." So if you really care about him, you will help me close up his stitches by holding him still. Then you can get out there and do it. So she closed up the last stitch. Michonne and all the guys who were in there, they all leave. He's all of them. You know, they all run out. Aaron, they all get weapons and they run out. They start killing zombies around Rick as well. Mm-hmm. Rick starts ordering people like, hey, do this, go here, all this stuff. Um, and it is, it, it inspired everybody who was in their house that was watching right all these people start coming outside so now carol and morgan and you know that crew that was in there rosita tara tara finds out that denise is safe um and they all go out and they start killing zombies yeah and and i i think from the first attack everybody was like hey we we can't just sit here and get swarmed like the, the wolves attacking really taught them we could die and and for a lot of them first time they lost family members and all that shit so the reality of the world has kind of grasped them i don't think that's what it was but i really think they were just inspired by rick true i think rick just went out there and coached them niggas up man like 
he just basically stood on that line by himself at first it was like you know rick was like when you have a high school or junior high school dance rick was the first person on the dance floor by himself right and, and they made everybody else get their back up off the wall and be like yeah man fuck it kill us like this is our home we just got to do the hard work of killing these zombies we're coordinated we're humans we have brains let's do it rick starts giving people orders and shit you know he turns into motherfucking cam newton out there and shit ah, just yes he did getting these motherfuckers in line and everybody's like coordinated everybody's doing their job and you know fucking gabe handed the baby Came to the, the people in the church and told the people in the church we've been praying to god but you know what god already done hooked us up with the courage to go out here and kill these zombies so i'm getting my my machete and i'm killing zombies bye yeah and then his whole thing was he was gonna prove himself worthy you know because he basically been a goddamn coward the whole time mm-hmm. locked himself up in the church had the people out there dying he left um uh, michonne and uh carl in the church like he was just doing stupid shit so he was like hey i i will fight and i will not let you down it's a huge moment for him because yes. of his origin story which is standing in the church watching everybody die mm-hmm. so he was standing in the church on a baby with a bunch of people praying and he was like i'm not going out that way handed his baby to a white woman got that sword and went out there and started fucking them zombies up right and so did torben or tobin i think is his name he was there um uh yeah. like all the extras all the people from alexandria they start coming out they were fighting eugene started fighting right eugene who would ever thunk eugene rosita was running out and she told turned to eugene and said you can stay here and he said no i can't and she was like <laughs> and she was like no you know you 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 know basically we know you a coward and you're not a fighter right because you're a science guy last time i taught you you cut a fool and in front of my class right and eugene was like um no i have to go because he he was like yes i have to no one gets to clock out today and hell this is a story people are going to tell and he like Ah! ran out ran out behind her with his machete um (laughs) and uh you know they so now and they had like this like montage of everybody killing walkers and shit morgan kills some walkers and then he gets ready to kill one walker and it's the wolf dude mm-hmm. and uh before he could kill the wolf dude with the with the bow staff he goes i'm sorry and then swings the wolf <laughs> the thing and knocks him out and kills him and i was thinking to myself okay all right did you feel that was a key moment for his character karen no okay because during talking dead they were like it's a key moment for the character he's cured he's helping the group out mm-hmm. he understands I Morgan don't has killed him. walkers before right, right. he killed walkers to get daryl and aaron out of that car that's not that's not no, the problem with it's, morgan it's the people yeah sure he freaked out on that one walker that he had turned into a walker mm-hmm. back during that episode where he was learning to bow staff from that that ninja turtle dude yep but the thing is that was when he was still crazy quote unquote mm-hmm. but now that he's adopted this fucking way of life uh this this fucking karmic way of life he has not been killing people but he has been killing zombies i don't think he has a problem killing zombies Mm-mm. but it, i i if anyone who thinks he's redeemed himself after just that you're 
out of your fucking mind and he's gonna definitely hurt the group in some kind of way oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah i can i can guarantee you once everything calm down carl carl gonna tell rick because he was like she gonna be like this nigga right here we we can't keep him around he's gonna be problems he need a gabriel type redemption before i can even fuck with him and like right. i'm barely fucking with gabe but i appreciate the work he's putting in right but with but with but with uh morgan he hasn't shown us that that kind of redemption yet so no saw that shit i was like chris Harwick, you crazy and he let me be on that show so i'm like chris what the fuck were you watching um <laughs> so yeah uh they just want to believe they want to believe all right so glenn go glenn and enid go to save maggie glenn uh gives her some stuff to climb up the fence with uh enid i mean she's she's supposed to climb to maggie and then help maggie get down glenn is gonna draw the zombies away with his gun and he's firing his gun and he's you know getting the zombies to chase him and they get ready to pin him up against the wall and maggie starts she pulls her guns out gun out she fires it a couple times to draw the zombies back to her but it's not working Mm-mm. um and it's also defeating the plan which is only the reason i fucking hate them as a couple sometimes because yes. they do so much they they want to be selfish so bad but sometimes they just make shit way worse then they got to be yeah so he was sacrificing himself to save her and their unborn child and she's shooting her gun <laughs> to, zombies back. yeah i'm like what are you doing dummy like this is the way it is i know when you were sitting up there praying for something to save you this was one of the plans anyway uh they glenn gets pinned up against the wall he's out of bullets he's hitting zombies with the butt of his gun and all of a sudden all the zombies just 15 zombies surrounding him all died at the same time yeah oh they went down they all get shot in the head like dominoes they all get shot in the head they all die every single one of them and it's abe and sasha at the wall with the machine guns killing zombies and they basically give them a give them a thumbs up like chuck norris and expendables too and glenn saved y'all he is saved yes he is again again doesn't get hit with any stray bullets there are no misses apparently nope they they excellent shots all the bullets are head shots now i believe sasha's a head a great shot but mm-hmm. abe i don't know No, you're right anyway motherfucking zombies are all dead glenn safe he he lives to fight another day y'all mm-hmm. and that's when i realized because people say is he an impossible white man because he keeps surviving no glenn is an impossible white woman <laughs> by which i mean <laughs> for those who remember the definition of impossible white woman is white women it don't have to be a white woman it's anybody that puts so much love and care into other people yeah that it become they take center stage in that person's struggle so for example dangerous minds nicole kidman goes into a a a school in the hood but she loves those ghetto urchins so much that she actually enhances their lives and make them better yes and uh what was it the one with sandra bullock and yeah the blind side yes like like really that's about michael orr and his story but it becomes about a white lady who got him out the hood that's the life that's the what disney option okay yeah glenn is that glenn is i care so much about people that i become the star of their stories he cares so much about maggie he saves maggie even though he should die he cares so much about uh nick that he he died nick killed himself and even then glenn survived that story because he cared so much for nick that he deserved it it's just he's such an impossible white woman and 
i fucking hate that character at this point it's <laughs> like like at this point <laughs> like at this point it's much more fun to root for him to die oh yeah i think he especially after the backlash when people went crazy saying he shouldn't have died when nick right so many people went crazy about it they turned me into an anti glenn um person then but now i'm super anti glenn because the, the, they're just teasing go. us that he can't die yeah he got to go um so uh let's see uh then they got a montage of everybody killing zombies and um and that was a dope that was dope mm-hmm. you know i like the way they filmed it It was almost like quentin tarantino-esque you know like a grindhouse type shit uh, so they killed all the zombies they show them the next day they're all hanging out outside on the porch under the infirmary um because um no, what's his name uh daryl took the he took the tanker mm-hmm. poured all the fuel into the lake that they have in the middle of alexandria hoping nobody was fishing in there and lights it on fire with the rocket launcher i didn't think about that all the fish dead yeah I, hopefully nobody that's, was eating anything out of there that's it for the crocus fish gonna have three eyes now so uh he yeah no more crocus mm-hmm. no more fish no more fish fries mm-hmm. morgan looked very upset <laughs> no not the fish <laughs> what i'm, I'm a, a vegetarian <laughs> nah he probably eat them fish he, he ate that goat he was, oh well nah he ate goat cheese but anyway yeah he probably like <laughs> I, I had some flour and salt and pepper anyway so they he killed they killed they killed uh they blow up the lake the fire draws all the walkers they finish killing the walkers that was a neat scene yeah that was that was dope um and and so after they do that um the next morning at the infirmary everybody's hanging out Mm -hmm. uh rick is inside talking to carl and he says something that this is when you know that like i can believe zombies okay i can believe that glenn can survive uh i can believe a lot of shit but the one thing they did that took me completely out of this episode that i really was like bullshit rick uh older straight white man said three words i was wrong and i said no 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 the internet nah. taught me that's not possible nope i've been around on this planet enough to know that don't happen so mm-hmm. bullshit that's um, fairy tale you guys are mad about glenn i'm mad that that a white man would ever say i was wrong uh but yeah uh he said i was wrong carl's sitting there with his eye bandaged up he's like comatose or whatever rick's praying that it comes out of it and he basically gives this long spiel about hey i was wrong about the alexandria alexandrians i gave up on them but once they were inspired they realized that they could help and i realized that we need more we don't need to just rebuild the wall we need to extend the wall we need to include more need to recruit more people we we have something here when i was out there fighting those zombies i got a taste of something i hadn't experienced since the beginning since before the apocalypse which is that um civilization basically people working together people with a with a goal in mind and rick the visionary you know the 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 disciple of um uh, what was old girl's like name that died last year? Deanna. deanna basically it's her vision come to pass right, right. It's her vision she knew it. and everything she told him that would have really completed him 
but he didn't want to be that he disregarded all of that he was like nah bitch I, i'm i'm here temporary yeah i don't even know if it was temporary it's just this idea of like i'm not doing it your way you know right. like i don't want to recruit people i don't want to like yeah 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 crops and shit that sounds great but you do realize how fucked this world is no one can make a go of it so all these plans are just gonna fucking crumble around you so why even make these plans and i think he realized with that group working together how much a group of people with a single goal and coordination can actually get done and he believes in that again but part of the reason he believes in it is for carl and judith he needs them to see and experience a civilized world right and he was like and it got dusty in there for me because he was crying you know that fatherhood man it's real and he was like please you know i'll come back so you can see it and uh it zoomed in on carl's hand who were you know of course um rick's holding his son's hand but his hand the son's comatose and his little finger started moving he he held his dad's hand back man and then it ended oh such a great episode very good episode oh that was so good man it gave you everything action emotion uh people you don't like dying that's right i don't like jesse and them bye not and it's really not jesse's fault but Mm -hmm. come on her family was fucked up i didn't like neither one of her sons uh they was just liabilities and then lastly i just didn't like the way they wrote rick pursuing her i just thought that was so ridiculous right um so i'm hopefully he gets more family oriented after this more i think he will more community oriented about the survival of the community and maybe we do get to see some people mourn or how they're affected by it i want to see how carl's affected by being shot in the the fucking face right you know because like when his hand moved and they were they were singing that song you know i mean not singing that song. when his hand moved and they they cut the you know cut to the next episode we knew he wasn't gonna die and all i could hear was (laughs) fatty carl um so i'm i'm excited man what do you look forward to next week the aftermath how everybody's going to just uh how uh rick is going to adjust to uh what morgan did uh the closeness of the community because after all this rick because rick was the quote-unquote leader mm-hmm. but now he's kind of the official leader because i may i think now that people actually believe when before they just followed but i don't think they believe like the core group did yeah yeah so i'm 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 looking forward to next week we'll see i'm i'm looking to see you know all the wolves coming true you know like what is the or not the wolves negan's people are they coming and with the wolves will too. they follow them through you know are the wolves dead are they done i don't think they are you think there? you think there's more Mm-hmm. i think there's more huh interesting yeah i think they're done no, i don't um but we'll see you know um they show spencer out in the woods for some reason i want to know what he's doing yeah you know? I, I think the wolf my my projection is the mm-hmm. wolves is a separate group from negan's group right and i think that uh you know a lot of them died uh but i think that uh the whoever running the group is like hey my people missing Mm -hmm. and they're gonna wonder why maybe that's just my prediction like i think at some period of time it don't have to be soon but i think it's gonna be regrouping and we're gonna see them again because they made such a big deal about the wolves is coming 
to, I got I, I might be wrong but I think it's more to them than just that attack alright yeah I don't I think that's a wrap and um now Negan's group is the next phase I think that's how Walking okay. Dead works uh in the books and that's how it seems to have worked in the show as well is um once a bigger threat arrives the old shit is dead so it's just about putting these people in different scenarios where they where the stakes get higher and higher and i think the next phase is negan's people making the stakes higher and higher uh if they find rick and them which i'm assuming they will at some point you know um yeah or rick and them run into them yeah because i I mean well i think they're gonna be looking for rick and them because they killed eight men yeah they should like they're not just gonna let that go and they're, they're obviously an organized group Right. They obviously have a command chain. Right. Like so somebody went scouting and found probably found them in the street. Yeah, like, so who knows, you know? Um who knows how much they know. True, true, and what they know. Right. They may have been scouting them from afar for a while. We will know, we uh, we will find out sooner or later. All right, let's get into some news and stuff and then we'll we'll get out of here. Um Sanders campaign defends Killer Mike using a uterus quote about Clinton uh a spokesman for bernie sanders has dismissed charges of sexism against sanders supporter killer mike and atlanta-based rapper and run the jewels as gotcha politics speaking at a rally for the left-wing democratic yo isn't it wild that gotcha politics was started by sarah palin mm-hmm. and um she was wrong to use it at the time right because she's just a dumbass that's, yeah, it was, was no legitimate gotcha. yeah it was a legitimate she didn't have an answer yeah you say you read a bunch of books okay what do you read you couldn't name anything and then you went y'all tried to get me uh anyway it's funny that that stuck around right uh speaking at a rally for the left-wing democratic president uh candidate uh at morehouse college in atlanta on tuesday killer mike argued against hillary clinton's candidacy in part by quoting activist jane elliott as having told him michael a uterus doesn't qualify you to be president of the united states after a local reporter live treated the line without elliott the elliott reference the rapper was attacked on social media as sexist that charge was amplified by the clinton campaign with senior communicator advisor karen feeney piling on on twitter based on her uterus must be ignoring at hillary clinton's lifetime of work the work breaking down barriers for all at killer mike uh sanders spokesman michael briggs said on wednesday that killer mike who has been campaigning widely for the senator doesn't doesn't believe gender should be a reason to vote for or against someone that's the point mike was making when he making when he quoted jane elliott the internationally known educator we need to get beyond the gotcha politics and get to the issues at the heart of the election so it sounds like they took what he said out of context that's uh well uh yeah we'll see okay i don't and never will hate or think less of women the rapper said in a tweet senator nina turner is my next great political champ but i'm sorry no hillary clinton for me he added referring to former ohio state senator nina turner who also spoke at the rally killer mike aka michael render and his supporters circulated transcripts of the speech to illustrate the context of the uterus remark when people tell us hold on wait a while and that's what the other democrat is telling you hold on black lives matter just wait a while hold on young people in this country just wait a while and then she she get good she have your own mama come to you your own mama say to you well you're a woman but i talked to jane elliott a few weeks ago and jane said michael a uterus doesn't qualify you to be president of the united states you have to be you have to be you have to have policy that's reflective of social justice praying paying women a fair wage to social justice making sure minorities uh that minorities is social justice 
uh ending a bullshit drug war is social justice making sure our children can go to college is social justice um so that so that was the um for the full context of the quote um i will say this i feel like it's still fucked up yes here's and here's why because if someone were to say this about president obama and using race i would still feel like they like if someone said well i was talking to a black person and they told me that being black or having melanin doesn't qualify you to be president it doesn't matter that a black person said that you should like that that should not come up as a slam from your side period you know what i mean like if you have a problem with their policies and you think their policies aren't feminist enough or you think their policies are whatever then then attack the policies but to say well just having a uterus isn't enough well no there's never been a president with a uterus so so it's not like it's some advantage that that we're all going yep you know because women have the advantage and it is it is leading leaning towards saying that hillary clinton has an advantage because she's a woman and that's what how society views it but jane elliott put everybody up on game and said no not to think that way you know what i'm saying like i I don't buy that uh and the same way i wouldn't buy it if with a black president when if if you say well it takes more than just being a black guy to 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 be president i'd be like well that's because there's only been fucking one it's not like you know black if anything you can say well it takes more than having a penis and being a white man come on now to run this country right people because that would actually be relevant to um societally what the history of that office entails so to me he should have just stuck to whatever feminist policies that he does not agree like whatever policies she has that are anti-feminism or anti-woman that he doesn't agree with he should have he should have stuck to that man like he really jumped out on a limb and he farmed out the criticism to another woman by the way which is kind of shady anyway come on um but yeah man i wouldn't i wouldn't have said that shit if i was him no and the thing about it is that i don't care who people support but you dancing killer mike out there ain't gonna make a difference on how a lot of people feel about bernie sanders and his policies and i guarantee you a lot of them nut cases that uh harass people on social media have never heard a fucking killer mike lyric in their life i don't even think it matters um honestly any of this stuff i don't think any of this stuff matters it's all laughable to me at this point i don't think whoever's siding with who is changing anybody's vote right you know so i don't think having like if killer mike switched everything tomorrow and said all right i'm voting for hillary i don't think that's going to change a single person's vote out there who mm-hmm. goes okay well killer mike's voting for hillary now i have to vote for hillary i don't think that's how this shit works nope. um but he said i think this reaction is because a man said what i said if a woman had made that statement there would have been no problem but because a man said it it becomes a sexist statement it's a ridiculous thing to be upset about uh elliot told the huffington post if should it's that's oh okay so that's what jay elliott was saying it should be a fact of life that neither gender nor skin color should determine whether you are appropriate for leadership of the government of the united states of america you see i and see that and see i completely disagree with that uh sex is a sexist women can be sexist i don't know what about that don't people understand you could be a part of a group and still have issues with the group right 
um and it don't matter to me it don't matter whose mouth it come out of right uh someone brought up on jill philippic says come on guys you know killer mike was just quoting a feminist is not an excuse because remember when trump quoted someone calling cruz a pussy like yeah we didn't go well it's not like trump said it. he was quoting somebody who said it like it doesn't matter you know and also the thing is if you were to be more lenient on a woman saying a critique of hillary clinton that way that's because that woman has a lived experience of of dealing with the things that women deal with it's kind of like whenever a black person says um herman cain is a sellout it's a completely different connotation than when some white person calls herman cain a sellout right because they haven't lived that experience so yeah one person might be able to get away with it and one person might not it's i think this is just a fact matter that this the real truth here is that killer mike just don't want to back down and be like oh yeah okay i didn't need to say that the end by the way yeah yeah and it was sexist yeah you you you. i don't care whose mouth it came out of and who you quoted you can't back down from that statement right um so yes you know it's it's just funny because um there's a there's you know the context matters here and whatnot but it's just the dirt and shit is getting so dirty and people are fighting and people want you to choose now and all this shit so it's just getting ugly yeah and before we uh move on are we not gonna do the letters and the emails or no oh fuck yeah i forgot man my bad y'all okay that's on me my fault okay because we just moved on say well i guess we ain't doing the letters yeah you right shit y'all ain't wanna hear about killer mike (laughs) Um, let me see if i can get the letters up that's a good point um i hate this new inbox thing it takes forever to load mine on don't computer. look like that mine look like the other yeah one. you got gmail still you're not you haven't been invited to the inbox like us real g's oh well, then i don't want to be invited i'm fine okay well i wasn't gonna invite you <laughs> so that's fine if you say it's a problem i believe you i don't want the issues uh no, it just they wanted to look really good but i just don't i'm not a big fan of it um yeah, i'm move. fine I, I deal with the outbox i'm good all right so here we go we got four emails all right hopefully these aren't fucking book sized and shit i know y'all niggas like to get super duper wordy and shit but let's keep them short guys there's no need to uh you know there's no need to to to, to give us too much all right turk writes in hey guys the msp was 10 uh across the board was tears across the board i laughed i cried i cheered the dream team delivered as did most of the bench warmers recipe super cuts <laughs> sam and <laughs> sam and sam in and porch dick jr <laughs> looking forward to seeing judah's hair turn in cornrows because <laughs> now her mother is officially black so those little white girl hairdos ain't gonna cut it no more maybe michonne can grease Heath's scout while she at it yeah i don't know if michonne is uh gonna be her mother i don't know that that's this i know a lot of you guys have been shipping the rick shown thing uh all season but i don't think, that's gonna happen. I don't think it's happening looking forward to glenn dying because he is up to the seventh of his nine lives by my last count can't, <laughs> can't wait for spencer to do something stupid to get himself killed because every member of his family died in the most idiotic fashion so he won't last and can't wait for carl to cement his og status by bitch slapping the first person who tries to test him because he only has one eye what are you guys looking forward to for the rest of the season um well we kind of talked about that already mm-hmm. so we'll 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 I just want to see Negan and them, man. Trying to see what they trying to do, cause I feel like 
you know they about to cause some motherfucking havoc it's about to get real and stakes about to rise okay this is a longer one it's from uh eve who says hello rod and karen happy walking dead wednesday to you too i can't tell you how happy i am for the return of the walking dead and i wanted to start out by saying this episode was lit i will apologize in advance if this is a little long-winded but so much happened first with sasha abraham and daryl i totally forgot that abraham had that rpg so when daryl blew those bikers away i literally screamed me too it was so good watching those assholes go kaboom but i knew something was going to happen when daryl went to the back of the truck with that guy even though i wished they would have shown how he killed that guy as cold-hearted as this may sound i'm so glad jesse and her lame-ass family are dead mm-hmm. uh i blame her for raising kids like sam and emo douche ron ah well you gotta remember man she was in an abusive relationship man she's like it, her story is extremely tragic to me yeah it is <laughs> you know i think people just got caught up in the whether her or rick wouldn't but i like the way they wrote that character because she was standoffish on rick and telling him to back the fuck off because she, she did it was more complicated than he wanted it to be right he wanted to simplify it the way it was shot was kind of weird because at first it seemed like a dream sequence and i thought any second that kid would wake up but it was great to see that family go down and as the walkers ate that sweet jesse meat rick was mourning the loss of finally getting some booty oh well you know who's still alive michonne team rick shown is back in the house god damn <laughs> we, we were just talking about that <laughs> i'm telling y'all michonne can do so much better than rick i don't know what is wrong with y'all rick is of love interest on this show he's near the bottom he's crazy he's anyway uh i love that it was michelle who ran her sword through ryan to save rick too bad that little asshole got a shot off before she could completely kill him rest in peace carl's right eye even though sam's inability to remain calm ultimately got him killed i'm going to go ahead and attribute his death to the greatest child killer in television history carol pilletier pilletier i don't know pilletier Mm -hmm um it was carol's words who oh that that were running through that kid's mind when he died even though she's to blame i'm okay with it because i hated that kid i do have a feeling however that his death may affect her character somewhere on the show yeah how's she gonna react to that can i just say that glenn's by far the luckiest man in the world they should give him the title of magical asian because that dude stays getting out of tough situations i remember when he was duct taped to a chair and the governor locked a walker in the room with him and glenn still managed to kill that walker black girls are magic but there should also be a shirt that says glenn reed is magic because how is he still alive it just baffles my mind Ah. kudos to father gabriel for finally growing a pair when rick handed baby judith to gabriel i was sure i was gonna see that kid in the talking dead memorial (laughs) me too baby i was pleasantly surprised that not only father gabriel but eugene and the other cowardly alexandrias stepped out uh to the stepped up to the plate and took their own that town back that cut scene with everyone slicing up walkers was amazing by the end of the episode i was slow clapping like will smith at the end of pursuit of happiness the mid-season premiere was amazing looking forward to next week's episode me too baby cool 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 let's see uh jessica writes in hello rod and karen glad the walking dead is back on the air because i love the blackout tips recaps love this episode it was greatness sam even though he is nine to ten years old in the zombie apocalypse he's old enough to make his own decisions he made it <laughs> he made one that got him killed but still fuck ron fell off the couch when carl got shot can't wait to hear what you guys thought again love the show thank, thank you. you um let me move this and barno writes in uh b black says what up brother rod sister karen and salute to the blackout tips hashtag day walking nation 
i hope this message uh makes it in time after an episode of walking dead i usually have a thought to share then i'll try to put it in words overthink give up and then regret doing so i may need to see a shrink about it well i'll say this uh leave that part out of the next message let's keep it pertinent to the show i fully enjoyed this no way out episode besides the fact that it was action-packed bite you swallow this hell negan's riders uh and rick grimes and them finally ca- caught a break what i most appreciated about it is all about it all is how i it exemplified a point i've been making about the black panther party but more specifically about the people who've been ignorant enough to compare it to the ku klux klan that comparison has less to do with their views on the uses of violence and more with their lack of understanding what it means to be a human being a theme frequently explored on this show in the last episode that scene where carl gets shot in the iron rick carries his unconscious body to the infirmary jesse dying at dying also didn't help rick snaps reaches that tipping point of fuck fear gets out gets out gets on that freedom of death shit freedom or death shit walks out the door with his axe and his revolver to go slay some zombies luckily for him underline and bold that twice people had all also reached to recognize they were at that point um and had his back like michonne that same tipping point that what caused the haitian revolution in 1804 <laughs> what how is this deep <laughs> what the Nat Turner Slave Rebellion in 1831 and every and calls a revolution. <laughs> every other story is come on, man. Everybody getting free. <laughs> you didn't hear the drums beating in the background when Rick was out there. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Rick was Rick said, "Give us free." What's going on with our show today? <laughs> how do we get here <laughs> we're just talking about zombies man <laughs> we're about to start the, the whole the whole revolution we're about to start the revolution oh i don't know about this man i feel like <laughs> i feel like this ain't did the elvis this... slavery do <laughs> <laughs> did it march with them okay oh i don't think this is i don't think this is what anybody meant um i think anybody was was calling for this dog he, he anyway back to this email these things just took over me sorry um the same tipping point that caused the Haitian Revolution in 1804, the Nat Turner Slave Rebellion in 1831, and every other story in history, what people found themselves saying, enough is enough. Fuck fear. Win or lose, every human being has their limit. In Oakland, black folks reached that point when they founded the Black Panther Party a hundred years after the KKK was founded. Yes! The people who don't understand that either consciously or unconsciously have little regard for the humanity of black folks or are blissfully ignorant of the bullshit them folks went through. It's also interesting how Father Gabriel, who is supposed to be the holy of the holy, met this Rick group after they just came out of terminus and misjudged the group. But that's a different point. Either way. When I rewatch that episode, all I keep thinking about is our stories of enough is enough. A story that common that's common to any human being. I'll stop here before I try to lead you into one of my hotel rabbit holes. <laughs> 
as usual love the show great work to you both keep doing what you're doing be black aka b plus the universe is not completed without the sun moon and star that's man woman and child so all you fake ass niggas think you're gonna survive out here without your black woman you're wrong Attraction powers on the I told white people they was gonna get some of this work, man. They didn't believe me. I didn't even call for that. I didn't know that doubt guy was gonna do that. That's the that is wild that he that's what he saw in this episode. Had to snap my fingers on that one. I know. Good grief. <laughs> you see, Michonne is a black woman with a sword, and a sword is an ancient comedic symbol. Uh anyway. Um now i'm just ready to end the show i don't know <laughs> you sure well, you gonna i don't have on, anything else to say well you gonna click on something else and, and then we does got anybody you. need news y'all don't need news <laughs> y'all need news let's just get out of here guys <laughs> you catch the news what's the point <laughs> you catch the news next week i'm hotepped out man <laughs> what how did we get there i don't know we took a hard left and kept going <laughs> the ancient <laughs> african tribes that descended upon villages brother yeah. um no no more of that be black be woke no more of those uh let's keep that keep that the feedback show or something i don't know what that was <laughs> uh let's just do sword ratchetness so huh? i don't care about the rest of this A man was arrested Wednesday after he allegedly held his father and roommate hostage with a samurai sword. Oh. The suspect's roommate showed up for work Thursday morning and told his boss that his roommate had threatened to kill people and armed himself with a sword the night before. Wichita Police Police, Lieutenant Randy Reynolds uh, said, brandishing the sword, the man refused to let his 60-year-old father and 25-year-old roommate leave the house. The roommate said the 33 year old man killed him with the sword but eventually let him go to work oh, oh shit you see he let him go to work because he was tired karen so he picked up a sword just like everybody comparing beyonce to the kkk all zombie lives matter what about the white zombies <laughs> when officers arrived at the house they learned the suspect had used the sword to destroy a stereo and computer system because oh, it was shit. playing the white man's music karen oh shit see that's how they get in your mind okay you want to listen to all this stuff you hear on the radio what you need to be listening to is the bass drum from the heart of the motherland <laughs> apparently so just like the haitian revolution I missed, 1805 i missed that class i wouldn't i wouldn't would pay attention during this history lesson the roommate's injuries were minor the suspect was booked in sedgwick county jail uh so if you got a roommate and you live with your daddy and you own a sword you're probably gonna something's gonna go wrong yes get your own place that's for a lot of things to go right there you write your name on the orange juice and slashes ah nobody want to deal with that permanent marker come on guys a davenport man was accused of assault with a sword uh according to court records david ozell ward guessed the race 
black got into an argument with his roommates at their home uh he left the home returned with a 30 inch sword and 21 inch sharpened blade Goddamn! he swung several times at the victim who was cut on the hand and he is charged with assault with a weapon Woo! roommates and swords man they don't mix no they don't get your own place people all right guys we will talk to you um actually if you're premium uh tomorrow we're doing uh the feedback i mean the we're doing balls deep okay um so we're doing it a day early on thursday and um this episode has been brought to you by bevel that's right bevel's the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin for the black man who's fed up with racism (laughs) and dealing with oppression every day yeah, yo, is, is, is your facial hair oppressed? Get Bevel. Step up your shave game and say goodbye to honkies and razor bumps. <laughs> Bevel will set your hair free on your face. Get Bevel the today. face revolution. Get clear, smoother, ancient, comedic, symbol skin ah! with Bevel. All the way back to the pharaohs like they used to do. Ah, ah. You think the white man's shaving cream supposed to go on your face? Mm-mm. Your face wants to be free. Go to getbevel.com today and use code TBGWT and get 20% off of your first month. These things just took- At getbevel.com. Do not let the white man win with all those multi-bladed razors. You only need one razor for black skin. That's all. Don't walk around here thinking that you white in the flesh. Ah! Using that other stuff that they keep locked up. Why do they keep the razors locked up when you go to the store? Because they don't want you free. They don't want Hmm? your face free, so they keep them locked up away from you. You want slave razors? Hmm? You you need domesticated razors? They took all the fight out of those razors. You got to rise up (laughs) and shave your face. With pure pleak blackness and black rage, motherfucker. Black rage. We'll see you guys Saturday. Until then, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. <laughs>